Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Bachman hang out with the Beale City boys, the state champion Beale City team. I got the four juniors who were all up on the squad last year. Coach Ancliffe's here with me. Him and I are going to trade off the mic, but I've got Jack Fussman, Josh Wilson, Jake Gothier, and Caden Smith all here with me. And first of all, guys, when I say state champs, uh, how does that make you feel to hear that, Jake? We'll start with you. Feels great. Yeah, and I mean, obviously the answer might be the same here for this one, but Caden, how does it make you feel? Warms my heart. <laughs> Josh? Amazing. Jack? Uh, it's definitely surreal. Yeah, but now I'm going to start by asking you a question, Jack. Did it ever get a little boring out in center field in the playoffs because these two on the mound and Walcott and Jake behind the plate, five runs in the last seven games. Uh, what was it like to watch that from the center field spot? Uh, sometimes it gets a little boring in the regular season when there's no balls even close to me, but <laughs> when we're at Michigan State and we're winning games, I don't think it ever really gets boring out there. Now, I'm going to kind of flip that and ask you three about what this cat did at the plate. And you guys were all fantastic at the plate, but in particular, the regional final and the quarterfinal in Holton. I don't know if you guys know, eight plate appearances, on base eight times, and he scored six runs. What did you think of Jack that day? I thought every time he was coming up to the plate, he was he was going to come across the plate. <laughs> and every time he came up to bat in front of around base, I knew there was going to be RBIs there. And just at that those couple games... He was spot on every single plate appearance. Caden? I mean, that's what you need on a good baseball team is someone standout hitter who gets on a spot every dang time and hits rockets everywhere. And so that's Jack for us. Josh, what about you? I mean, it's huge. He's clutch and knowing that I'm on deck behind him. <laughs> <laughs> feel, feel like you're in, a, you're in a good spot, right? Yep, knowing I'm getting up. Now, I kind of want to do the same thing with you guys about Jake behind the plate. Because I want to say there was maybe a dozen to 20 times the three of you guys were able to go up to second, go up to second and third because of a pass ball behind the plate. I think there was maybe two the entire playoffs with Jake, and you guys are both throwing smoke back there. Uh, talk about how special it is to have like a, a guy like that behind the plate that's more reliable than any other high schooler in the state. I mean, it's, it's so nice knowing that you can throw one in the dirt and it's going to get blocked. You know, it's not going to head back to the – Back to the screen, and they're going to advance a base. Yeah, yeah. how much confidence is that to give you? Because like I said, the, the way you guys throw, you throw one in the dirt after throwing one high 80s, they're, they're liable to go after it, but it's a big risk. But you, you know you're good to go with that guy. Talk a little bit about that, Josh. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I can get a little wild sometimes, and just <laughs> knowing he can, he'll be able to keep it in front of him. Just yep. And now, Jack, you threw some this year too. What's it like having him behind the plate? Yeah, it's like nothing really gets by him. And come playoff time, those free bases are huge. So when we're able to take them and other teams can't take them off us, that's a game changer for sure. Yep, and I, one other guy I want you guys to cheese about, and I kind of did this in the, the state championship game. I started calling him laying the Hoover vacuum gross because he <laughs> sucks everything up at third base. And for what people don't know, think of the ball diamond. High school baseball, the shortstop's usually at the back of the dirt. The third baseman's usually somewhere in the middle. He was playing in the grass pretty much the entire playoffs with an aluminum bat. I'd be I'd be scared. I'm not going to lie. I mean, Josh, you're at first a lot of the times. I mean, I imagine, and Caden, you at pitcher, I mean, that's sketchy sometimes too. What's it like uh, knowing you got a guy like that at third? Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it, it really was. I mean. He was a brick wall at third. That, ain't, that might even be the better name, the brick wall, because like I said, absolutely nothing got by him. And I was talking with the owner of the station, Bob Peters. There was one in the semifinal game 
that came off the bat probably 100 miles an hour. No no joke. And he wasn't able to, like, catch it, but he knocked it down, and he was so far in that it ended up being an easy play for him to pick it up and go over to first base. I'd say the second out of the last inning uh, in the finals, that was that was a game-changing play right there. I mean, that kid, he could have had a double if that got by him. Yeah. And he got it and made the throw and got him out, and that's a long, long throw from the back of the grass all the way to first. Yeah, now I'm going to hand my headset over to Brad here for a minute and let you guys talk a little bit. Brad, I want you to start off. What's it like having these four juniors as leaders of your team? Oh, uh, we go as these guys go. You know, they Smitty leading off. We're going to go how Smitty goes, and he doesn't get the credit that he deserves, and that's that's a big issue is, you know, this kid comes every day, works his butt off, um, throws, um, makes plays, and, you know, with him leading off, and then we go to, you know, Jack in the three spot and, and uh, Josh in the four spot and Jake's in the five spot. So, you know, those those five dudes, um, you know, with their own in the two hole, that's that's tough, you know, and we, these guys set the table. They they pound the ball. They hit the ball hard. Um, the biggest thing that I saw this year is I, I feel like they had a lot of fun, and that was nice to see. Now I'm going to have you guys uh, cheese on Brad here a little bit. Uh, if you guys don't know, this is his 11th year of coaching. He's now been to the state title game five times. He's won three. Talk talk a little bit about having him at the helm. I'm going to make all you guys answer this question. You start first, Jack. Uh, I think that success speaks for itself. I mean, 11 years, been there five times, won three. Obviously, he's doing that a lot higher clip than most coaches are. So, Yep. Now, what do you think about when you hear that, Jake? It It's great to have a coach like Brad. Just somebody – his knowledge of baseball is so much, and we know we can always take something away from him every time he's talking about the game. And he's loud. He gets on us when we're not doing our job right. And it's just it's good to have somebody in the dugout that will always hold you accountable no matter what. And at the end of the day, he's going to be proud of you. And it just, it's good to have him in our yep. corner. What about you, Caden? For Caden, you're, you're somebody that's going to the next level and playing. He played at the next level. Does that mean a little something extra to you? Yeah, I mean, he's taught me – a lot more about baseball than there is, and you know, off the field or more mental aspect, and it's just really helped out. You know, I think Ancliffe does it, does it for the kids. He's already in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't need to come yeah. back here and do it for himself. He's got all the fame already. He's doing it for us, and that's what he did this year. Josh, what do you think? I mean, these guys really said it all. I mean, he's sometimes he can be like one of us. Like he understands us the best, and. He's, he's, pa- he's Papa Cliff. I think, yep. you know, that's what, that's what a lot <laughs> exactly. of the, you know, teams end up calling him. I feel like that just that's just how it goes. And now, 2-1 to one over Plymouth Christian in the final. Is there any moment in particular that, that sticks out to you guys in that game? Every single second of it. We, <laughs> we all went into it telling everybody, enjoy this. Because last year, I, I remember I was so nervous. I do not remember very much from the semifinal or final game last year and I really tried to tell everybody like take this in enjoy it and every single second of that game is just like it just happened an hour ago and every single everything that happened in that game was so exciting and just everybody was on their toes everybody was energy was awesome throughout the whole game and they played a great game we played a great game it was just it was it was the best day of my life. <laughs> awesome. That's, 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 I think that's a perfect answer right there. Good luck uh, living up to that one, but I'm going to make you try and answer it too, Jake. Uh, I would definitely say oh, – Jack, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you're good. Uh, Schmitty obviously threw a gem, but if I had to pick one play, I would have to go with Lane in the top of the seventh with one out because, I mean, him making that play, I kind of realized, like, 
wow, we're one out away from state champs. And after that, I was like, we are that close. And it was just a phenomenal play that completely turned the momentum, I think, in our favor. And that was the first uh, batter that Blake Walcott had faced, too, as well, when Smitty had to come out for pitches, correct? Yes. First pitch, too. Yep. Uh, What do you remember about that, Josh? It was, I mean, the whole game was just... I don't I, even know. You know what? It's hard I think your fun. silence right there kind of speaks for itself, <laughs> and I think you, you you got a smile on your face like, Jake, I think it's the best day of your life so far, I mean, of your young life. The play that I remember most, probably the last play, obviously. Yep. We won. And now, Caden wanted to ask you this last because you were obviously on the mound, and then as soon as they got a run, you came back right out and, and took it back and, you know, and evened it up on the scoreboard. And I don't know if you know this, or your dad or, or Brad might have told you, you had six full counts. Do you know what happened in those six full counts? Strikeouts. Five strikeouts and one fly out to center field. Six times, batters were three and two, and a couple of the guys kept fouling it off, kept fouling it off, staying alive, but you kept pounding the strike zone over and over and over again. And so your final two games, 26 strikeouts, one walk. Uh, How does that make you feel when I say that? To be honest, it's quite surprising because – it feels like when I'm on the mound, it feels like I'm pretty wild, to be honest. I mean, I feels like I'm always throwing fastballs up at up at their heads and stuff. But I'm glad that I can finish finish it off when I get to a full count or something like that. Yeah, and now on the mound, you and Jake had this moment where, when you were done, Jake just kind of came up and gave you a big hug. As the you know pitcher catcher relationship, Josh, you could speak onto this too in the semifinal game. What, what's that moment like when you guys are walking up to each other? You know, Caden reaches the amount of pitches you're almost about to win or walking up to each other after a big win. What's that What's that moment like right there? Because the pitcher-catcher relationship in baseball is unlike anything else in all of sports, I think. Yeah, that I mean, that moment right there is just like a, a job finished, job well done, and it's like we did it together, you know. It, it wasn't just one guy. It was kind of both of us working together. Two guys go into the discussion of pitch calls, location, what, what we're feeling, what we want to throw, and all that. I mean, it's just feels like a job done together. Jake, you got to touch it all right there. It's just it's like the wheels on a bike. You got to have two <laughs> for them to go. And me and Schmidt are the wheels, and Bechtel's over here, the chain, making a move in the dugout. I like that. I like that. And now, for any youngsters out there, you talked about maybe you didn't experience it enough last year, but just getting to the state finals again. How special was that? As I said, maybe, you know, you talked about that one out in the bottom of the seventh, but how, how special was that down there, just being able to be introduced at Michigan State University and all that? It was awesome, especially after last year. I think we lost four or five All-Staters. A lot of people probably would have said that we weren't going back, but to go back and end up winning it was ten times better even. And the competitiveness that you guys had really showed. I was doing the Facebook video after the game, and I talked with you and Caden. I thought both of you guys would be so happy. I'm like, this completely makes up for last year, doesn't it? And both of you guys were like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and I kind of thought in the back of my mind, I was like, that's why, the, not that I don't even have the athletic ability you guys do, but I was like, that's why you guys would kick my ass in any sport is because you guys just want it so much. And so I thought that was really cool that you guys were like, no. Doesn't doesn't really make up for last year. I think Caden said, "No, I wish some of the guys were here, you know, to win this one as well." But I just thought that was really cool and talks about you know the competitive juices that you guys got. And I asked about the final. Is, is there anything else from the playoff run that, that sticks out to you guys? A moment, uh, you know, a certain play. What really sticks out to me is the attitudes that we had the whole playoff run and how we 
the the bond that we built during playoffs was out of this world. I mean, we from regular season, we were kind of divided. Like it's not like everyone on this team spends a bunch of time together. Like you know, we kind of got our separate groups, and we came all together in playoffs, and we knew that we wanted to achieve this one goal. I think the last kid I want to ask you about is Blake Walcott, the freshman. To, to have him go in in that spot, but you guys had seen him do it. I, I, I talked about the 12-6 curve so much on my broadcast the last few weeks. I just haven't seen it a whole lot. Was, did you guys have any nerves with him coming in, seventh inning like that? No, I, I didn't have a single nerve. I knew exactly <laughs> what they were going to do going from Schmitty to him. I was, I was not worried at all. I mean, he's done it all year long, and he did it exactly how we needed him to when it counted. Yeah, Jack? Yeah, I was I mean, I was nervous for him a little bit, but I knew he could get the job done as long as he was throwing strikes because I mean, they were seeing eighty eight, eighty nine for six and a <laughs> third, I think. And I knew if Blake could just come in and throw strikes that ninety one. Eighty eight to ninety one, then right. I think Blake if he came in and threw strikes, he was gonna get the job done. Yeah, Josh talked a little bit about that freshman. And now, have have you had to try and be in the box against that twelve six curve too? No, I haven't. All right, all right. I have. You have. What's that? What's that like? Uh, it's a strikeout. <laughs> and Caden, how many pitches do you have? Because I was like, well, he's got a slider, he's got a little bit of a you know a dropper, a breaking ball, as I call it, and then he's definitely got that fastball. How many pitches were you throwing on Saturday? Because I think that there was two umpires up in the box with me when I kept saying the bender and the breaking ball. I think they're just kind of looking at me like idiots. Like I should have known more. Yeah. I- I was only throwing three, but I got four in the in the pitch mix. Just wasn't using the changeup. All right. So I got a curveball and then the slider. Right out. And so I, I was right with the slider. I do feel kind of smart now. And anything I missed, anything you guys want to touch on, anything you need to touch on here, Papa Cliff? Nope. State champs, Beale City Boys 2023. Um, the crazy thing is, actually, let, give some love to Braylon Zucker, the, lo- the lone senior on the team. What was it like for him as the lone ranger this year? It was awesome. I mean. <laughs> he came out and did an amazing job this year. Going from first base to the outfield, even at the plate, he was swinging it well all year. And he, he actually dropped down a terrific bunt in that state championship of the game. It was a great play over at third base to, to nab him out as well. But, yeah, I had to figure I had to give some love because my last thing i got to ask is, all oh, you guys are juniors. You guys plan on playing baseball again next year? <laughs> Absolutely. I think so. <laughs> As of now, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you for listening to Fox Sports Show with Chris Bachman. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.